Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and as always, I appreciate you. So this is part two of my mini-series on how I planned my Walt Disney World trip from scratch, meaning I knew nothing. I'd never been there. I had to educate myself on just about everything. And when I say nothing, I mean, I had heard some things over the years, but on the whole, I was completely unfamiliar with just about every aspect of Disney World. So I had to start from scratch and do a lot of research. So in my first part of this series, I talked about researching the different theme parks and what attractions were in each of those parks and I made lists of uh, like what was there that I was familiar with from Disneyland and DCA what was new I researched the ones that were new and I made a shorter list so that I could understand where I thought I would spend most of my time across those four theme parks and I'm not making any decisions right now I'm building my itinerary as we go, as these things unfold and I research the different elements, the picture is starting, you know, to come alive. But in this part here, we're going to talk about where to stay. So number one, first and foremost, I know I'm staying on property. That was a given. I was going to do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, I knew there was free transportation from the airport. And number two, there was free transportation within Disney World between the theme parks to the different resorts, all of those things. And that is going to be in a future episode is the transportation. But I knew I wanted to stay on property. I knew there were so many options and that was just going to be the best for me. That's just, that's what we were going to do. So then I started digging into where to stay. So based on last week's research, it was obvious that the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom were going to provide the most amount of attractions and events that we would end up doing. And then followed by Epcot was third and Hollywood Studios was fourth. So what I did is I looked at the map. And I wanted to see where these were located on the map. And I could see, okay, so the Magic Kingdom is way up north on the map. The Animal Kingdom is over to the left. And then down in the lower part is Epcot and Hollywood Studios. So that kind of, I was like, okay, so now I kind of understand. And Magic Kingdom kind of is like an island. It feels like all by itself. So then I started looking at... The resorts, I went on the website, Disney World's website, I went under places to stay, and it immediately gives you the tiers of the different resorts. So they are deluxe villas, deluxe resort hotels, moderate resort hotels, value resort hotels, and campgrounds. So I figured, oh, these are probably in order of, you know, most expensive to lease with the exception of campgrounds, although I'm sure that's pretty cheap. So then I started to look at each and every hotel in every category. And what I wanted to get a feel for was the rate. And the website makes it pretty easy to not have to like put in dates for every hotel to get a feel for each resort. If you click on each category, like I clicked on the deluxe um villas first 
it apps it lists all of them on the page and then what the beginning rate is so you get a feel for it that way and then I went back and I did it for each and every one of the categories so I could get an idea of what is the price range per night for these resorts so like I said um, the first one I did was the villas but then I was like okay probably not going to stay at a villa that sounds a little a little out of my league but let's see what the deluxe resort hotels are and just to kind of keep it legitimate for uh, the timing of course you know depending on the time of year you're going to go you know all things are subject the prices could change right so today is october 25th 2020 so just throwing it out there and not all the resorts are open at disney world so we may not get the most accurate but you'll get an idea so when i clicked on deluxe resorts it starts the top of the list rather is the contemporary resort and that's starting at 576 a night but if you go down to ones that uh, that show that they're open and you could book them the the grand floridian is starting at 753 dollars a night so i mean that's pretty pricey obviously i'm just looking without putting in any special dates if you put in you know maybe a time that's not as crowded or as busy or maybe christmas time the rates are going to fluctuate tremendously but that gives you an idea of the pricing for that category however those are the resorts that are the closest or i should say they, that category includes the resorts that are the closest to the magic kingdom so for example i knew that the contemporary the grand floridian the polynesian and the wilderness lodge are very close to the Magic Kingdom. So those are very pricey if I want to stay in one of those, but they have the fastest route or the closest distance to the Magic Kingdom. So then it starts to paint the picture that you're going to pay the premium for those. And then the further away from specific parks or parks in general, the cheaper the rate, right? So again, staying in the categories, I then went one tier down to moderate, which sounded like a nice middle ground, which included a whole bunch of other uh, resorts to choose from. And that ranged anywhere from like 450 a night to 250 a night. And I should say back in the deluxe category was also the Animal Kingdom Lodge, which was closest to Animal Kingdom, obviously. And so that was a um, was on the higher end. Right. And again, it's really close to the theme park. So moderate was like, OK, these are a little more reasonable prices, a little bit closer um, to the parks without being as close as deluxe. So another way to say that is a little further back but still very nice options and very resort-like, just not as high-end, perhaps. And then I went to value resorts, and that's where you start getting into super budget-friendly options, and there are a lot of those. There are not a lot of those open right now, but they're in the 200 a night or less category in some cases. And they are so well-themed and they have so many fun things to offer, like swimming pools that have you know music playing under the water and food courts. And these are the resorts that 
absolutely cater to families and those folks that are going to spend very little time in the rooms are really going for the theme parks and don't want to spend a bunch of money they're also the furthest away from the theme parks right so in order to get to a theme park you're going to have to take some sort of transportation that's going to take you where you need to go but it's going to add time to that so without getting into the details of the transportation because that is an episode in and of itself i mean there is a infrastructure for transportation that's like none other but it's they're far away and there's a reason why they're less expensive and by far away i can only tell you since i've not stayed there i can only tell you from other people that i've talked to it could add anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes to get to and from to or from one of those value resorts to let's say the magic kingdom because of the distance the transportation how many people are going there it could take a really long time so while it could be cheap to stay there you have to weigh in your time and what is most important to you moderate and deluxe are catering towards not being as far away having more resort options like spas and you know different types of pools different more restaurants sit down higher end opposed to like food court and quick service that you might find over at value to like really high end options over in deluxe I also know that in the deluxe category, that's on the monorail loop. And that's a very fast way to get to and from the park. And there's actually a whole thing that people do where like they dine on the monorail loop or drink on the monorail loop and they get off at the different stops and, you know, have a meal or like a, let's say it's like a four course meal, one course at this stop, then you get back on the monorail and one course at this stop. So like there's this whole thing about the monorail, but that's way up in the deluxe category and you're going to pay a price for that. Where in the value, those are hotel rooms hotel some may say like motelish but you know these are still disney standards and let me just clarify it doesn't matter where you're staying you can take the monorail it's not only for people that stay in those resorts what i meant was it's much more convenient to get on the monorail if you're staying in a deluxe resort here comes the rub what do i want do i want to spend a little more money to have a a more resort type stay and a quicker way to the theme parks or do I want to save my money in staying at a budget-friendly hotel or resort and spend my money on other things so let me give you some other things I've heard many 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 people stay in value resorts and they absolutely love them there's a couple of them like the all-star i think it's called all-star sports i just want to make sure i get the name of that absolutely correct there are people who have stayed in all places across disney world and absolutely love this resort yeah it's all-star sports resort love this one like it's sentimental to them they love it above else all others i mean yes they like many things about others but what i just said there is key i know from my research and from me 
that wherever I stay first is going to have the most impression, right? It's either going to be the most sentimental from this day forward, or it's going to be, you know, maybe it, maybe I'm not going to like it because it is like, uh, it, it wasn't the best experience. Maybe I paid a lot of money for an, uh, a tier that was more expensive and I didn't feel like I got my money worth or I had a bad experience. You know, maybe I paid a little bit less and I thought it was perfectly fine. Whatever. It, that first trip is my first impression and that's huge. But like I said, there are some people who stay at those moderate or have stayed, not moderate rather, the um, value resorts and they absolutely love them. There are some that swear that the food courts in some of these value resorts are the best food courts on property. So like if you want quick service or you really like like nachos or fish and chips or something like that that you would find in a food court, best place on property is one of these resorts. So people have very different opinions. One thing I've heard over and over and over again, and I know it's how I would feel, is that if you're going like maybe for the first time you should start at a lower tier and build your way up because if you start at the very top it's going to be more challenging to then start staying at resorts that strip down those amenities a bit to make it more affordable and then you start feeling like you're taking a step backwards maybe that's relatable to you maybe that wouldn't be a big deal to you but for me i can kind of see that that said like i said the theming in these value resorts are amazing i mean the theming in all the resorts are beautiful whether it is like the polynesian has the hawaiian theming the grand floridian is very victorian the wilderness lodge of course is like you are in the wilderness there's the beach club which is like you know you're like on a boardwalk you know in new england or something i mean they all have wonderful themes but the value resorts have wonderful theming for families and so you really have to ask yourself what is most important to you so what did i ask myself i do not want to spend an hour getting to and from i know what it's like at disneyland i know that at the end of the day i don't want to have to walk another 15 20 minutes after i've spent 12 hours in the park and my feet are tired i know that i do not want to have to go to the magic kingdom have a wonderful time and then dread my hour to get back to a value resort now there are other ways uber mini driver i know i'm kind of you know tiptoeing into the transportation but there are some direct ways that cost money but if you're going to go with the budget-friendly choice and you want to stay at the value resort you don't necessarily want to be shelling out more money for you know ride share but maybe you do maybe it's worth it to you to save money on the hotel and then have a quicker way to and from the theme parks. Like these are all things to consider. For me and for my family, we wanted to do something a little more middle of the road. So then I went to the moderates and I started to research them. And I honestly, I took this very seriously. I researched every resort. I went to YouTube, I looked for videos a little bit at a time. What did people think about this value resort? What did people think about this moderate resort? What did people think about this deluxe? I looked at a lot of them, if not all of them, and I started to get a theme. I started to see that ones people really enjoyed and ones people didn't. And I picked, you know, obviously 
everybody has a different opinion, but there were some that were just unanimously favored. Like in the value, the um, art of animation is a huge favorite. And in fact, the rate at the art of animation is almost as expensive as a moderate. I mean, it is expensive to stay there because it's very, very popular, but it has some amazing theming. And in the moderate category, I started to look at what do I like from a theming perspective, from a location perspective, once I started to look at the different resorts on YouTube and get opinions on where, what people liked, then I started looking on the map. Where are they? Are they? Is it closer to Epcot? Is it closer to Hollywood Studios? How far is it from the Magic Kingdom? Like these were things I wanted to take into consideration. If money was no object, which I wish that were the case, I would 100% stay in a deluxe on the monorail loop without a doubt because I knew that the Magic Kingdom was where I was going to want to spend most of my time so I knew that's where I wanted to stay but I also know myself well enough to know that is it really worth putting down that much money to be that close like maybe that's not something to do the first time so like I said I started to paint the picture that for us deluxe was a little too pricey value is a little too far away moderate was right in the middle now let's look at the different resorts so that's how i started to shape up where to stay from the different like which tier to stay in then i needed to understand the transportation like i said i saw it on the map where is it the where is it the closest to and let me understand how we navigate from place to place. So I am gonna talk in part three about transportation, but what I also wanna talk about in this episode is split stays. So a split stay is where you stay in more than one hotel or resort during the course of your stay. I knew that as I was starting to build the itinerary, we were going to have to stay at a minimum of seven days. Something that was important to me was that we built in resort days or non-theme park days because I wanted to make sure that we weren't going, going, going from morning to night at a theme park. There's so much to see at Disney World. There's so much to see in the different hotels, the different dining options, the different theme parks. It was important that we took some time to enjoy where we were staying and that we looked at other things. So for example, the Polynesian, the whole Hawaiian theme is very attractive to me. I didn't want to spend the money to stay there quite yet, but I wanted to go there, like maybe go to a luau there or go have dinner there. Same with the Wilderness Lodge. I had heard a lot of things about the hoop de doo review and I knew that we wanted to check that out. So I didn't have to stay there to know that I wanted to go there. So there were things that I did, which we're going to get into those special uh, uh, events that I did research on in a, in a future part um, of this series, but I knew that I needed to to not spend seven days, if we were gonna stay seven days, not to spend seven days in a theme park, right? And because I was starting to feel like moderate was the way we wanted to go in a room, I wanted to make sure that since we were paying more than value prices, that we were taking some time to enjoy what the resort had to offer, what our home resort had to offer. But then I also knew 
that I wanted to stay at more than one resort. What I have learned about split stays at the Disney, uh, at Walt Disney World, and I'm sure the Disneyland Resort does the same thing, is if I was staying two days at, let's say, value, let's say we were going to do it this way. I'm staying two days at the Art of Animation. And on my second day, I go to the front desk and I say, okay, we are checking out. And tonight we're staying at a moderate resort. For example, Disney's Port Orleans Resort. The hotel would arrange to move my luggage to my new resort. Let me know when my room is ready there. And then I can go back to my new resort when I'm ready. So they make it very, very easy. And what I like about a split stay is you get to experience more than one place. And some people that I've talked to rave about it and say it's like getting a new vacation every time. The flip side is people don't like not being able to unpack, right? So some people like to get to a room, unpack their bags and stay there and not have to worry about moving again. So you have to kind of decide what's what's right for you. For me, I liked the idea of being able to experience more than one and kind of getting a flavor of the different resort options or a couple of resort options because there's so many of them I wanted to kind of get a few per visit and then let's say I spent two days at a moderate resort and then same thing okay front desk I'm going to be checking out and tonight I'm going to stay at the contemporary then they'll get my bags over to the contemporary and they'll let me know when my room is ready and now I'm in the deluxe and you could Build your split stays based on your resorts. I mean, excuse me, your theme parks. So if you were staying at, um, let me say that differently. If you were going to go to Hollywood Studios, then you stay at a resort close to Hollywood Studios. And then if you were staying, going to Epcot, then you stay closer there. Or you try to get one that's kind of in between. And then Animal, uh, the um, <laughs> Animal Kingdom is kind of a little far off because of the animals. So did you want to stay, you know, close by there? It's going to cost you, but maybe that's where you stay or someplace as close as you can. And you work your way around the theme parks and then you match your hotel stay to that. That's one way to do it. Uh, another way to do it is to, you know, stick to, of course, the, the, your same hotel, maybe somewhere in the middle, and then just take the transportation around, however you want to do it. Also in the theme park arena is you have to, and I, I think this ties into the hotel, you have to determine if you're going to park hop. So park hopping is, oh, in the afternoon, um, let me say this differently. In the morning, I'm going to go to the Magic Kingdom, but in the afternoon, I'm going to go to Epcot. So more than one park in a single day. So you have to determine if you're going to park hop, you have to get to and from those locations. So where's the best stay to accommodate that type of theme park visiting? For me and for us, we were not going to park hop because we were not familiar with the different theme parks. We wanted to make sure that each park got a full day of our attention so we could explore it and not worry about park hopping. Maybe on our second or third or whatever trip, we'd feel more comfortable that we know what's where and what we liked and, and park hopping would be more beneficial. But for us, that was not going to be a factor. So we could easily do a split stay based on the theme parks and the days we were going to do it. Or we could stick to one 
place and then just use transportation to get there. I can tell you my husband is much more a stay in one place because he doesn't want to move around but I think that's because in his mind that sounds like a really daunting task and Disney does a really good job of making it very easy and I think he would appreciate feeling like he went on like a new vacation every time we switched plus my guess is that after one or two times of doing the transportation and it being a long process, he'd wish that he were staying closer to the theme parks. The other thing to consider in the resorts that I've learned in my research is in the resorts themselves, they can be really, really large. So the transportation area of that resort, meaning where the bus would pick you up to take you to the Magic Kingdom, for example, is in like close to the lobby but the resort is so big that you might get a room in the back of the property and so it's like an adventure in and of itself just to get to the transportation area so and some people would like drive from the room to the front of the resort to get the transportation like the bus to take them to the theme park. Some people didn't even have a car. And so that was such a big deal to them that they were so far away from the lobby or from the food or whatever. And so that wasn't something that they even realized or even knew to consider. So then when I started digging into rates, I'd see Premier, like there was an extra fee or a higher room rate if you wanted Premier, which was closer to the lobby and closer to the transportation area. So in talking to a travel agent, I asked them if it was worth it. And this was someone who I trusted. This was not like a stranger. And their opinion was 100%. She had been to Disney World many, many times, and she was like, 100%, it is worth the extra amount of money to stay in a room that is closer to the lobby so you can get to and from, even if you took your own car or you took another form of transportation, it's so worth it. So that was an important thing to me. Um, And talking to other people who had gone, the feedback that I got was they felt that it was more important to stay as close to the theme park that you think you're gonna go to the most as possible. So one of my very close friends who had been many times said, I would rather stay at the Polynesian or the Grand Floridian or the Contemporary because we like to go to the Magic Kingdom a lot and it is worth the extra money to stay at one of those resorts to have the ability to get to and from the Magic Kingdom quicker because it's closer than it is to save some money to stay at another resort where now we have to deal with transportation. She could not deal with it or she didn't like to deal with it. The other side of that coin is she'd done it so many times and that's the thing. Maybe in the beginning, it's new, it's exciting, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. She was over it and to her and her experience, it was best to stay as close as possible. So with that, there's a lot of things to consider. Your budget, your timing, you have to be sensitive to the fact that if you're going to stay in a value resort, you're gonna have to build in more time to get to and from the parks. If you're gonna stay in a moderate resort, you're gonna cut some of that time off, but you're gonna pay a little bit more, but you may have more amenities there on your hotel property. Or you can pay the higher price, be closer to some of those theme parks, have more of a resort type 
um, experience. And then of course you have to ask yourself, what's the real, like, what's the reality? How much time are you going to spend in the room? If you were just going for like two or three days and you were going to be a total weekend warrior where you were going to be at the theme parks from rope drop until closing, then maybe spending $500 a night to stay at a deluxe doesn't make sense because you're never going to use everything that resort has to offer. But if you are going to spend more time or some time in the resort, you want to go to the spa, you want to go swimming with your kids, you want a different experience, maybe it is worth a lot of money to you. So for us to circle back to my decision, and by, when I say my decision, I mean in talking to my family and doing the research and then kind of making that final decision was the moderate was the best option because we were going to spend some days in the resort and not going to the theme park like I already mentioned. And I'd rather be closer to the theme parks than further away. And I'd rather have options on property or more options on property than being like just having a food court. Maybe I wanna have a sit down restaurant. Maybe I wanna do a character breakfast or maybe I wanna be closer to going over to the Wilderness Lodge or the Polynesian or something. And I just wanted to be kind of middle of the road. To me, that felt like the safest option for our first trip. So with that, I'm gonna pause here and then we're gonna come back next time and we're gonna talk about transportation. And that could change where you wanna stay. Cause once you understand how the transportation works and the different types of transportation available, it could drive or tip the scales on where you wanna stay. So for me, I didn't want the transportation to play a role. I really wanted to understand the different tiers of the hotels and resorts. I wanna understand what that means, how much does it cost in the tiers so I can get a feel for what feels comfortable. I wanted to see where they were on the map, knowing the Magic Kingdom and the Animal Kingdom was gonna be uh, more where we would spend the most amount of time but still planning to visit the other two. So I don't want to you know, throw that out completely. But all those things needed to play a stronger role than transportation for now. I needed to understand what this meant as I was shaping up my itinerary, as the picture was becoming more pixelated for me, what was it starting to look like? And moderate sounded like a good option right now. So with that, I'm gonna stop here. And when we come back next time, we'll dive into transportation. So until then, I hope you're having a wonderful day, a wonderful week, and we will talk next time. Bye.